well, maybe, maybe no, no, no. Perhaps if I combine my magic with the gruel that they call food, I could blast my way through this wall. No, no, that would kill me in the process. I know. Um, I, 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 I shall sing my way through by charming the gods, but then the archers would kill me. What, 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 what if I? No, no, but no. Oh, visitors. Welcome. Welcome. Have you come here to witness the greatest escape of all time? Another tale? Really? When I am on the brink of a breakthrough, I need to save my magic for my daring escape. What? Use my veils to the past to escape? Are you trying to destroy us all? Do you not understand that magics needed to just view the past? And now you are suggesting that I simply just walk through? Now I cannot concentrate on my escape, as now I need to educate my audience on basics of the veil. I shall use the bone of my past self, tenant, to knock open the veil so we can educate ourselves from the all-knowing Ramble Shamble. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Ramble Shamble. Today I am once again joined by my favorite co-host and my favorite friend in the world, Mackie. Hello Mackie. Make me feel all warm and cuddly inside. Hello listeners, he's also my apprentice friend. He's actually like, I treat him more as a brother. <laughs> he's, basically, we basically, he's basically my family. Yeah, I, I, I must admit... Mackie's probably my favorite friend, purely by chance. Like, I've, I've, you're also my first friend ever. I met you 26 <laughs> years ago, 26 or 27 years ago, because you were my neighbor. Like, we've been friends since we were one years old, or I was one years old, yeah, and you were two. Just shows so, how fate uh, like, brought us together. You're, you're, yeah, you're my best friend, but, you know... Not because I chose you or anything. It's just because it just turned out that way. Hey, to bring some clarity for our audiences at home, I was a loner when I was a little kid. I was like kicking a puddle. I still remember the first day we met. And I was like kicking a puddle. I saw this worm wiggling. And you and Not A Nerd came up to me, being the little guys you are, and says, hey, you want to come play games with us? And I'm like, okay. And then... Only realizing and then we just started kicking the puddle with you, probably. <laughs> we probably just started jumping at this or something. Uh, and that's, how, that, that's true <laughs> friendship. To still be friends for such a long time is an attestment of how like, we're just basically family at this point. Like My parents treat you, uh, you and your bro uh, brother's family, and um, your parents have told me like you're also family. So something that's such a beautiful thing that when things happen, it happens. Yeah. But let's get away from that. This is a serious episode. This is not yes. a friendship episode. I got okay? my glasses we're on. Big, we're big boys. Yeah. Got go facial with hair. With lab coats, 
and goggles <laughs> as well. <laughs> okay. But um, I'm saying that specifically because today we are going to be talking about something scientific. Now, Mackie is a very scientific person, being an, like an actual qualified engineer with a lot of experience under his belt. Whereas I'm just, you know, I'm an archaeologist. We do do scientific things um, because archaeology is actually a grab bag full of other disciplines um, that there's like enough pieces of other disciplines inside of archaeology that archaeology can be its own thing. But it's a bit of a, like a Frankenstein of a discipline. But it's definitely a science if I have to think of anything. Like if I had to categorize it as something, I definitely think it's more science than history because you guys are exploring the unknown like a scientist would and running theories, uh, simulations, kind of predict what it was like back then because scientists yeah. are often viewed as future seers. So you guys are like the seers of the unknown of what we can learn from the past where scientists are trying to discover what can grow the society. So in both spectrums, in some ways you can say we're complete opposites, but we're like two sides of a coin, which I think is quite a nice way to put it. Yeah. Well, like um, there are actual simulations that archeologists will do as well. Like there's stochastic simulations and things with GIS, uh, global, information systems that we work with and we also work with um, not particle accelerators but um, like we'll take a, a sample of rock um, from a, a, like a drill core from a cave deep inside the earth and then we'll take it to a massive machine that will analyze little uh, slices of that drill core to analyze the composition of the chemicals and stuff like that for pollen, uh, pollen remains over the eons and stuff like that. So it can get really, really scientific as well. But um, there are actually like two directions you can go in archaeology. There's the more scientific kind and then the more historic cultural kind mm -hmm. um, where you do like ethnographic research of people that are still super rustic and uh traditional nowadays but um yeah that's got more to do with anthropology than archaeology but a lot of the times inside of universities like the one where we went to um the department of archaeology and anthropology will actually be the same department um yeah but anyway today is the more scientific scientific thing so this is more in your wheelhouse Today, okay. we are going to be talking about time, space, and the multiverse. Ooh. So, yeah, this is, this is a super fascinating topic for me as well. Um, I just love anything to do with science and physics, um, even though I can't <laughs> really get a full grasp of the maths or anything like that. Um, one of the big benefits of having like an archaeology degree is that you're able to follow along with very scientific and very physics-based conversations, even when they get super into detail, um, just because of the nature of our discipline, um, as well as very like anthropology and psych psychological kind of speak. But um, 
So yeah, I just love hearing about these kinds of deep things. But um, I think the best way to introduce this topic is for us to briefly go over the different theories of the multiverse. And I think you can start us off there, being the the pencil pusher between the two of us. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Pencil pusher. The, I'm the pretty sure you jockey. just assaulted every scientist like test jockey. Oh, she's uh, all these stabs to my fragile ego. Oh, okay, dude. Okay, well anybody can <laughs> anybody can call me an armchair historian as well, because I'm also a desk, <laughs> desk jockey. So yeah. I, I just picture you with like a like one of those smoking pipes with the bubbles coming out. Bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um I say that as a term of endearment because I'm in the same group. No, no, I get it. Okay, so to first off, people might think that, hey, since I'm an engineer, I'm an expert scientist. I am not an expert scientist. As you probably would have watched in the episode of Big Bang, Sheldon Cooper likes to mock uh, Cooper Harley, uh, Hollowitz, um, basically all the time, even though he's a master in engineer. I'm not a master. Um, I hope to get to my master's at some stage. But yes, I might be. Uh, I have. I definitely have a better understanding of the mathematics and science behind it, and I won't bore you guys because I could be uh, Doctor Phil and bore you guys to death. But my understanding, which I have done some research, just kind of refresh my memories of things. So there's a lot of theories around there. Um, there's obviously the simultaneous um, multiverse. There's also the inflation multiverse there's also the brain the multiverse there's all these different multiverses and it's quite a, an interesting topic to talk about because it, it's a huge divide between people the scientists who believe that there is the possibility of a multiverse and on the other spectrum there's scientists who completely want to burn it down to the ground they think it's proper people going to the uh, club smoking some special type of weed and now saying that this is scientific proof because if you guys have listened to a previous episode, a theory is correct until proven wrong. But now, how do you prove the multiverse is not just wrong if you can't prove it? And it's such an interesting <laughs> thing to talk about because, um, so scientists say that that's the exception. But then, obviously, other scientists who also know the code of it's right until proven wrong, completely say it's not scientifically possible to prove. So it can't be right. It has to be wrong. Okay. Okay, but can you can you prove it wrong that there's only one multi one universe? No, no, no. That's the thing. That, that's that's the question behind is that you can't prove it wrong either. So that's why I, I believe you can. Oh, that you can prove it wrong that there is no multiverse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's hear. Let's see what you have to say then. I'll I'll give my pen and paper. I I can I can prove wrong that there's only one universe and no multiverse. So if someone says to me as a statement of fact, there is only one universe, um, and because of that there is no multiverse, then I can say that's not true because there is this phenomenon in quantum physics called the law of superpositioning, yes. which means that at any one instant, uh, a particle can be in two places at once. And then there's no further proof needed because that that in itself is a disproof of the theory that there is only one universe. Oh, but yeah, but that's what I'm saying is that even that theory or that proof is not correct because 
uh, yes in a quantum level you can kind of agree there so the the science behind that is that an electron is in many states so you have to go down to the atoms the the favorite place that yotam loves to go to chat about quite constantly is the atom <laughs> and the electrons that go around the atom and a lot of people think that it's just the if you go back to science back at uh high school level it's just a, it's that little negative circle that goes around the proton and neutrons of the atom and the thing is that electron has many forms while in there and that's what makes people ponder the idea that they must the reason why it's in so many different states even though it's like that it could possibly hold the key to breaking to the multiverse or that proving the existence and one scientific thing which i recommend anyone listening to this to look it up is the double sleeve experiment i'm not sure you're to know you familiar about this experiment yeah that's the proof for the law of superpositioning yes so phenomenon. what 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 makes that thing so for the people at home that probably don't want to look this up it's such, something that's re mind boggles every scientist who actually look at it. i i looked it up again and i'm just as equally like saying what the f just happened so basically it's two sleeves on a piece of um I'm not sure what the material is, but it's a piece of paper to say two sleeves very close to each other. And then on the back screen is an is a back screen for the whatever form of energy to shine upon. So it causes an interference pattern. So basically the two changes into like a bunch of about eight uh, shadows on this piece of paper, but obviously fading away. So think of it like it's like going lighter away from the main source. So any form of energy, whether it be light, sound, any form, and including light is, well, light is made up of energy, but also made up of protons. So not protons, uh, photon, that's the right word. So they pass a photon through this double sleeve where it would only go through one. It's a single photon that's passing through the screen. So theoretically, it should only pass through one of the sleeves. But it still makes the same interference pattern if the photon was passing through both sleeves. So scientists said, okay, now let us try put a camera to observe the photon, which sleeve it goes to, through so we can see which one happens. And when they put the camera there, the photon goes through, but there's no interference pattern. So now something's changed. Now that we are observing the photon go through one of the sleeves, the interference pattern's not there. So what they ended up doing was they put two crystals so that they would split the photon to go through whichever sleeve it decided to go to, but also go through the camera, because they thought that maybe the camera was interfering with the photon. Again, there is no interference. So basically what they proved is that under observation, something changes the photon and there's no interference pattern. So, but when unobserved, so this is where it goes to Schrodinger's cat hypothesis, which is, I'm sure Jotun will love to talk about that. Um, it's basically when unobserved, both states can happen but when observed a, a true state happens so when no, we no no it's not it's not that both states can happen it's that both states do happen yeah basically that so apologies that is the correct way of saying it so both states are at the same time occurring simultaneously and that's where the super uh, the simultaneous uh, multiverse comes into question because if both states are happening at the same time, that's where Schrodinger's cat comes into the question: Is the cat both alive and dead, or but and but since it's unobserved, it's technically both, and that's where a lot of people can't grasp the mind because 
a lot, a lot of the time we humans we want to, to make things easier for us to understand we want to quantify it so putting something having like so one what the principle basically states is that if you have your cell phone and you put it down on that there it's there it's it's not it's it's present it's at that spot but in the atomic level it could be changed in so many different states and that's where it gets really complex yeah <laughs> so to 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 put it in layman's term for anybody that uh, didn't fully grasp what Mackie was saying there about the double sleeve experiment imagine it as one particle of light which we call a photon in science um, being shot in a direction. And that's like a line on, on a piece of paper. And to fully see what was going on, what scientists did is they set up the experiment so that that line, that single path, could actually, actually end in two different outcomes depending on, 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 some, on, on what they were trying to measure. And so there's the possibility of it go going on either uh, the left-hand side of a fork or the right-hand side of the fork. So basically, if you imagine a Y on a piece of paper, and it goes from the single line towards the other side of that Y, and it'll end on either the top or the bottom hand of that Y, what they found was that if they don't observe the process of this light's movement along that path, then it would happen that the photon would be measured at both ends of the Y instead of just one. Whereas if they did observe it, it would only go along one of those two, or only end on one of those two ends of the Y fork. Um, which is really fascinating. What that tells us is that um, there, because when, un when unobserved, those particles literally have two different states and two different positions in time and space. Whereas as soon as we observe it in some kind of way, then it is only in one. And I don't know, that just tells me there's something very unique about consciousness and being able to actually observe um, observe things inside this universe. Um, but that, that's, but that is... either way, that, that, that proves that a, a multiverse must exist. But we just don't know exactly how. Well, that, that's why I agree, I agree with what you say there, that a multiverse should exist by that principle because it does explain it. Yeah. However, however, I will say it it is something that obviously needs a bit more thorough understanding of it because it, it's it's a weird way of thinking because basically, like uh, Jotun said, two sides of the fork, and yes, observed causes that something, but it does still kind of make it a little bit difficult because that means that everything does that necessarily create the multiverse. Um, because obviously unobserved, so it's just, it's it's something to really grasp your mind around. Because when observed, maybe it's just the interference by the camera that you use. Uh, there's a number of pot particular reasons. So saying, oh no, but because of that, it is surely it must be true. It's like no, guys. <laughs> there's a lot of 
external factors in a perfectly isolated system that we wish to achieve, then 100% correct. But there's so many little factors that always come into influence that we have to account for. So as much as we yeah. want to say, surely this proves it, it just says, no, it's pointing us to direction of multiversal things. So saying it yeah. does exist. No, it's, 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 no, it's pointing us in the direction, hey, there's something more that we were blind before about. And it's something that I definitely want to explore more about. Yeah. So um, there's a bit of confusion also with just the, the, the specific word observe. Because mm. another way that you can phrase that is that it's in two different states at once before it is measured. Um, mm. Which, I, I mean, observed and measure, measured are totally different meanings if you actually think about it. Measured means that any kind of instrument can measure it in time or space. But observed means that specifically a conscious being has like grasped what that measurement is. But mm. anyway, that's, that's, that's getting a bit more philosophical. Let's quickly <laughs> give a brief of the different theories of the multiverse. Um, and granted, that is taking it as a fact that the multiverse exists. But screw it, that's what this topic is all about. <laughs> so, um, yeah, with the different theories of the multiverse, all of them posit that we need extra dimensions from those which we are able to experience. And not, not dimensions as like the stupid, you know, the stupid pop, pop culture way of thinking of a dimension as like, oh, this man came from another dimension. No, no, we're not talking about that yet. We're talking about like mathematical scientific dimensions, which are three of space, um, length, breadth, and or length, height, width, and depth, and then one of time. Those are the four dimensions that we can experience and the three dimensions of space we ourselves can manipulate. We can't really manipulate time. Um, that much we can feel time can feel like it's going faster or slower but we can't change our direction in time um and all the other multiverse or all the multiverse theories suggest that there are other dimensions that we are currently not able to experience and the only reason why we're even aware of them uh if we take as a fact that the multiverse exists is because that's what the math mathematics tells us. Um, but Mackie, can you tell us about a couple of those theories? So, like you mentioned before, like so there's a lot. Of, yeah, so there's a lot of the different kinds. So superstition, superstition. Um, I'm gonna butcher that word. Sorry, guys. Um, basically means that superposition. Superposition. That's yeah. it. Thank you. Yes, superposition. Yeah. So now. That is something where our, it, it's kind of very close to our own world. So very little changes. So instead of me wearing a blue shirt, I'm wearing a black shirt. And instead of uh, Jotun combing his hair one way, it's not combed at all. It's it's very minute changes <laughs> and it lives, lives directly with us. So basically reverting back to our first episode of Ramble Shamble about superpowers. Master of Divergence, Jotun mentioned. Yes, I do remember all that stuff. Um, it's basically yeah. as he discussed it before, where the best power he, he would see 
the slightest <laughs> he sees the slightest change and then he decides to abandon his family and friends in that current world and jump over to the next world of his very identical life better family and point. friends don't forget that they <laughs> should watch to judge it on there but basically that that's superposition um then there is inflation so thinking of the certain thinking of the universe as balloons um basically the balloons inflate continuously because our universes continues to expand and it all kind of expands from the big bang so one central point and our universes don't necessarily kind of go along the same path it's not kind of influenced by directly by each other they just existed at the same central point and then they progressed differently at that central point so complete uh, divergent paths from there going forward so there'll be a universe where there's no life but there's still the same stars and everything there might be a universe where there's planets but no stars so it's basically it comes from the central big bang boom and then yeah. from there divergent path completely then there's brain what geez, these ones are really complicated to explain in, in the simpler terms there's brain and there is string theory I'm not sure, Jotun, what's your understanding of these two? Because maybe I can work my mind around how to possibly explain it in a little bit simpler ways. Is is I'm I'm not familiar of the term I'm not familiar of the term brain theory. Is it is that the bosonic string theory? So how many dimensions is in brain theory? So brain theory is it's got it's let me look it up. You go string theory. Let me let me uh try explain it and so it's don't think it's what you just said so it's sort of string theory string theory is a little bit easier to understand okay yes okay so string theory suggests well first of all string mathematically speaking string theory requires nine dimensions of space and time in order for the mathematics to work so that means yeah, I think it's nine. Yes. So that means that there are three dimensions of space that we know and love. There's one of time, but then there are also, I think, six extra. Oh, apologies. Brains are part of brains are part of uh, of string theory. Sorry, I was getting confused. So yeah, uh, brains oh, are part and of. And that's that's supposed the names. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> see people of the audience we do we're still learning here as well <laughs> yeah okay yeah that that does make sense to me so basically string theory says that there are extra dimensions of space-time um, but we're not able to observe the extra dimensions of space-time because they are on a quantum level compared mm -hmm. to us um, and the reason, well, and those, they're like really weird, like they twist and they coil on themselves, that dimension, um, and it like loops in different ways and things like that. But either way, it suggests that there are extra dimensions of space-time that we are not able to observe. And um, I see here now, but like superposition, they are occurring at the same time as ours. It's just that it's more drastic changes than 
superposition from very from from my version of understanding again guys <laughs> if you guys want a, an expert on this you definitely need to go to like a, a person who studies string theory as their main job <laughs> and then see if you can understand it from their point of view yeah so sorry i was wrong it's 10 dimensions of space time so it's three of space one of time the ones we know and love and then six extra dimensions of space which like coil and are compactified on each other or on themselves rather yeah and we can only view three of those dimensions as a general rule of thumb so audience yeah. uh, as soon as we get to fourth dimension that's why we are unable to so these things are occurring around us like superposition is occurring apparently around us but because of its high dimension we are unable to observe or measure it so it kind of goes back to the astronomer cat's theory of that fact that we cannot cannot observe it it doesn't happen and there's yeah. a lot of theories where these like there's a lot of uh, scientific occurrences that kind of point to the direction that our universe might collide with a certain multi you know, uh, different universe and it's something that is it's a really interesting world like it's so vast so 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 much room to kind of slash your your mind's virtual sword to kind of uncover the mysteries of the universe or multiverse if there is such a thing yeah okay so the competing theory is that of m theory which is 11 dimensional as opposed <laughs> to the 10 dimensional string theory and this is where brains tend to tend to come into the picture brain everyone as in spelled like membrane and not like the thinky bit of flesh inside of your skull um b-r-a-n-e <laughs> yeah b-r-n-a-e think think in terms of a 3d uh a 3d square so it's like a, a square on it's a piece of paper that's a square that would be your brain because that would be um three dimensions of time i mean of space and one dimension of time and so something uh now that's just a 2d shape that you're imagining right now okay but something like m theory which ha says that there are multiple brains inside of it would be like t having multiple of the four dimensions of space-time to form a cube. I think that's like the simplest way in which you could describe uh, the multiverse um, in, a, in a picture way, not in a very wordy way. Um, yeah, but that's also this probably the simplest way that it could actually exist if you think about it, because um, all of these are suggesting that they are a shit ton of universes inside of the multiverse. So there are many, many, many brains inside of the the multiverse. Um, so I think logically speaking, saying that there would be four brains would, or six brains inside of a cube would probably be the smallest. And now that I think about that, that actually kind of makes sense in terms of the extra dimensions as well why they are that specific number but anyway yeah. i think we've um, chased half our audience away <laughs> yeah now we've lost the scientific people as well because now i'm bringing pictures and mental thoughts 
like mental images into it. <laughs> but anyway, M theory is actually a kind of superstring theory. And there are different types of superstring theories. Like there's there's one that even suggests there's 26 dimensions. That's bosonic uh, string theory. But for various reasons, pe people don't necessarily think that that's completely correct nowadays because of um, something called uh, tachyonic compact no tachyonic anomalies, which means that in order for the maths to work in the bosonic string theory, basically it would violate one of the Newtonian laws, which is that energy and matter cannot be created or destroyed. The, it's the second law of thermodynamics, I believe. Um, it would violate that law because a, ta a tachyonic anomaly is when um, there's just like a spontaneous creation of matter or energy out of nowhere. And that would the, that the, that mathematically speaking would be the problem for bosonic superstring theory well it's funny that you mentioned it's funny that you mentioned laws because in multiverses part of what part of the reason why scientists don't like it is the fact that if the multiverse is a thing because like like i mentioned before electrons are in different states they have different occurrences and because of that these multiverses may have different laws that they obey to. So the fact that you mentioned Newtonian law, they might be slightly, not like drastically different, but slightly different in the other universe. So that's why a lot of the scientists dislike it so much, is that if, if we consider obviously matter cannot be created or destroyed, in that universe it might be slightly different. It says matter can be created, but cannot be destroyed. We can talk about that closer to the end. I'm going to make a note of that. Um, okay. But what is, like, because this is actually a re relatively recent field of research, like the multiverse in general, regardless of which theory you fall behind, um, it's, it's been popping, a popping up a lot in media. Nowadays, probably the, the most common Ones are inside of the the Marvel universe, cinematic universe, but also in stuff like Rick and Morty and things like that. <laughs> so, Mackie, uh, why don't you tell me about your favorite depiction of the multiverse inside of media? So that can be games, it can be books, it can be whatever. What's your favorite? So you did mention the Marvel universe. Um, so look, I, I grew up seeing these different universes and I think the people who've taken the greatest advantage of it is definitely in the media, especially both DC and Marvel. And the first time I can recall ever seeing a multiverse or different universe was definitely DC. Um just seeing the different heroes in a completely different situation where I still remember the episode quite fondly of where Batman goes to a different universe trying to stop a or a the Joker from the different universe comes to set help ask for help from Batman, and obviously initially Batman thinks he's evil, but only to find that in their universe all villains are good guys and all good guys are villains, and that was the first mm. kind of like idealization of that, and 
that doesn't end there. It's it's actually such an interesting. When I obviously saw that episode, I was intrigued enough to learn part of like why why is that even possible? And the DC yeah. have made the universe such a an interesting way superposition. Yeah, guys, where all the universes are occurring but in slightly different ways. And wait, is this is this DC or Marvel now? DC. I'm sticking to DC. Okay. You can go to Marvel if you wish to do that. But DC, in my opinion, tackled the multiverse in a much more realistic way. The reason being is that um, as superposition happened, so initially it started all from a Earth Prime, so a, a core, if you would say. And because of this slight changes where one life never occurred on this particular planet, and then obviously in another universe, life did occur. And it just kind of branched out continuously and ever expand and the way they make it out in the superposition multiverse is it's very cleverly done all the all the alternative earth or universes are directly linked to each other and if you were to destroy this earth prime you would intentionally destroy all the other universes because this is earth prime it's central or the birthplace of all the other universes and i just love that idea that because we all came but that's also another factor of why scientists hate the multiverse is that we're just an accident uh everything we do is not it, it's all been done and we're just accidentally lucky enough to be in certain case that we are in right now or maybe we're unlucky maybe we, we just missed that superpower that we, we would have got from covid maybe we're just that a little bit unlucky and that's the it's just such a still interesting thing saying that we're, we're, we're on the we're on the worst timeline. Possibly, possibly, maybe there was maybe the people who didn't experience COVID are now having flying cars that they're now driving around. We're just unlucky, luckily, in the situation that we're in. <laughs> and I just yeah. love that idea that if we were to go back to the prime Earth and say we decided to blow it up, all the other Earths would kind of since they branched off, not necessarily branched off, but they originated from that earth would also be affected. I just love that depiction. Yeah, well, one of the most helpful things about the DC multiverse is that they've got a cool little nifty multiverse map. Oh, 100%. That's crazy. (laughs) Which looks like something out of like a a Hindi temple or something. (laughs) Like it looks like, what are those? Um like patterns that they the the Hindu people draw called. Um mm. You're the uh, well anyway person, yeah? it's like it's like it's like a really beautiful spiral pattern uh kind of affair. But it looks a lot like that and for anyone curious it's actually really interesting to to look up. It's the DC Comics multiverse. Um but anyway so that's your favorite depiction of the multiverse. Oh, 100%. And looking at it, it's, it's actually ties quite closely to what we think the multiverse could possibly be. And then, geez, it's just, a, and they, they play around with the ideas so much that I just love it because they have so many different ideas and so many different versions, like Batman being cave Batman. And <laughs> there's, it's just it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. I think probably. And I don't think you'll... What do you think is my favorite? I want to see if, if, if you can guess it. Well, what uh, before I answer that, uh, what is your 
preferred multiverse for, as we described before. So obviously this is not what your theorized thing, but what is your preferred multiverse? Of the of the theories, you mean? Yeah, of the theories. That's no, 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 friend. That's the next question. <laughs> We're talking media here. We're talking media here. I don't know because I think you would be more lean towards Rick and Morty, um, something of that variety. Um, I don't know. You have to tell me. I, I could guess a number of ones, but I, I'm, I'll settle with Rick and Morty. Okay, um, you are wrong, my friend. I am not surprised. <laughs> I thought you would have been able to guess mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would have thought Marvel. I will. Oh, but then you're I also wrong, would man. have gotten it wrong. You're wrong. Um, <laughs> but my favorite depiction is actually from the one episode of Futurama where the where Professor Farnsworth made boxes that contained different universes inside the multiverse of themselves. <laughs> That that was just such a fun episode where they're like jumping in and out of boxes. Um, I just thought it was a load of fun. Um, yeah, but that that's my favorite. But let's go on to the next question since you are so keen to ask about it. And that is, what do we? How do we think the multiverse is? Or what do we? Which theory do we think is correct? Um, or um, do we have? our own way of thinking about it. My answer to that is that I'm leaning more towards just into, okay, I don't think any of them are true. <laughs> I do, but the specific number of 10 dimensions in string theory is what I, I actually believe myself. Um, I think that, okay, let's just leave that as a little bit of a, a nugget for everybody to be in, in suspense about and yeah, a shugnet for everyone to be in suspense about um, as Mackie tells us what his, what he believes is because um, my one is going to get a bit way out there and I don't want to completely derail the conversation about which, uh, about this question just yet. So I think you should first give your answer before we talk about what I think. Okay, just because I, you know my ones are generally concise to the point, eh? So my, so my answer is basically I don't believe that any of those theories that we talked about earlier is correct. I am also on a similar path. Um, look, I don't... It, guys, there's so many theories out there that you could throw a stick in the wind and then it will land on a theory. It's really at this point in juncture you could. I'm, so, you could, <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I've never heard that kind of. I'm making my own before. things, okay? Throw, throw we, a we, stick we in spot, the wind. Yeah, I decide to. You want? You want to say you pee in the wind, and then your, your pee will land somewhere. You could no, say that, whatever that, you wish. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. That is that is an awesome like mental image. <laughs> but carry on. A stick in the wind. Yeah, it flies back in your face. <laughs> oh. oh my god. <laughs> But yeah, basically. Uh, um, so look, there, there's so many theories, and I, from those theories, I do kind of work off my own, and it comes back to dark matter. So I, I, I understand to a degree. I wouldn't say I fully understand all the different dimensions, and I definitely think that's a factor, and probably ties in what why I say dark matter is part of it is basically. 
we always consider gravity as a pull rather than a push. But from a lot of scientific point of views and a lot of studies coming out lately, we see dark energy being that kind of opposition to that theory of gravity is always a pull. And I feel that that's the one key that we might be missing. And I like that. And why I think that's the one key because I like the idea that we can almost harness gravity to kind of do the opposite of what we know it is as a always constant. And because of that, I think the multiverse is not necessarily of a different plane of existence. Why I say that is that the universe is consistently and always ever expanding. We've, div- we, dis- we, we understood it from a point of view. So starting from the beginning, we thought that the Earth was the center of the universe. Then we discovered that the sun was the center of the universe. Then we discovered that the our, not even the sun is the center of the universe because we're not the center of the universe. Our galaxy is not the only universe. Then our universe... But at the center of our galaxy is a supermassive black hole. 100%. So we're consistently working from inwards outwards. So we consistently... Fi- we yeah. cons- when we say universe, we consider everything, but that's not the case. So when we first did a test and analysis of is the universe expanding, we our initial test showed that the universe is expanding, but is slowing down. So it was reaching a point of uh, coming to the end. But then a, lot of, a few scientific uh, <laughs> articles from PhD students studied it and they saw their numbers were not showing it slowing down. It was speeding up. So now, how is it speeding up? And that's where dark energy or dark matter comes into the question. Is that perhaps dark energy is repelling or pushing rather than pulling? And what to con- kind of tie up everything I want to say in a night look. Uh, the, the 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 easy way that I remember how dark energy and dark matter relate to each other, is that dark matter is the stuff that keeps things inside of the universe inside or like keeps them in place in a way. Like um, it's because of dark matter that um, galaxies form the shape of disks and spirals that we, Mm -hmm. as we know them. But then... So, so that like keeps things together. But what dark energy is doing is it's trying to make things go further apart. Exactly. Now, whether the, it's pulling from some outside kind of vacuum or pushing from, I don't know, like a quantum level, um, everything apart, we don't know. But it's safe to say that it makes everything want to go away from each other. So um, matter makes it go together. Whereas the dark energy makes it go apart. Just an easy way to remember it. I appreciate that. I'm sure the audience does as well. But having those two forces coming into there, I believe that the multiverse is part of our universe. So what I'm saying is that at the end of the universe, it is. So if we were to travel in a straight line to just consistently able to travel at light, uh, much faster than light speed. And just reach the, and we would reach the end of our universe. But on the other side of that universe is another universe of slight differences. So we basically all part of the central plane 
It's just that we're so far apart from each other that we can hardly interact with each other. So it's a weird way to think of it. So picture our universe as a, a, a block. And if we're able to kind of view our entire universe as a central map or a square map, and we were able to go to all the way to the edge of the universe. Now, unlike Pac-Man, I don't think we were we would appear on the other side and then be able to come back to where we started. I believe that we would continue, but now, unlike Pac-Man, we would appear in the other universe's universe, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, so you're suggesting that there... Tell me if I'm wrong here. Are you suggesting that there's like a membrane around our universe, L- not an actual membrane, but like just a mental one now so that we can separate our universe from another one. Um, There's like this uh, membrane around our universe and just on the other side of that membrane is the other universe. Yeah. So So then my question for you is, do you think they're touching? I do. I think they're both doing what they do and then they are, because it's continuous expanding, because the universe, as far as we know it, is limitless. And yeah. I would not be surprised if there's a galaxy, because that's also part of the kind of multiverse there, where there's a galaxy identical to ours, because this, our universe is uh, infinite, as far as we know. I would not be surprised yeah. if there's a galaxy exactly the same as ours, and myself and Jotun, slightly different apparel, are having this exact same discussion. Because... Yeah. There could be a galaxy exact duplicate of ours. Just slight difference. Maybe their sun is green and ours is just uh, we consider yellow, but it's actually white. No, but they have a green it's, sun. It's, 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 no, it's one where I have a mustache, yeah. and it's the typical evil villain mustache. And he's, and then he's Mexican, and a, I'm 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 Brit, I'm, and I, <laughs> you Mexican. And then there's a third universe where I have the exact same mustache, but it's not a villain moustache, it's a hero moustache, because culture turned out to be a bit different. So, in other words, what I'm saying is that the universe is really part of our universe. So, yeah. yes, it's still multiverse, but because our universe is continuously growing, their universe is kind of really incorporated with ours. We And it's it's kind of two ways of thinking of it, because I do think that if we were to reach the end of the galaxy, we would go over to a different universe. But at the same time, I'm also kind of pulled towards the other one where our world is just re- duplicated because the the number of possibilities is infinite. And because of there can only be so many possibilities, I, I think that our universe might even incorporate multiples of us in different galaxies, just super duper far away from us. It's oh now you make that's, brain post. that's really that's really interesting. Um, because the way that the way that it sounds to me, um, I'm going to do, do two things here. I'm going to first say the way it sounds to me, and then also I'm going to expand on your idea in a way that might blow your mind as well. Um, the first is that it sounds to me as if your idea of the multiverse actually incorporates the the wrong interpretation of the word dimension because if those um if the other universe is inside of our universe then 
That just means that, in a way, we can't perceive that universe because it's not inside of the localized space-time as mm. we know it. It's not in our brain. But that other brain, in a way, exists right next to us. Mm. Um, or The super far or, away. Or else... No, no, not, not even that. I mean, like, even superimposed upon us. So that would be the idea of superpositioning, um, where it can be both at the same time within our own space-time um, and not necessarily even on a distant part inside of our own universe. It's like right here with you. Um, it's just that because it's on its own brain, we, you can't perceive it. But then you're also suggesting that if we go to the end of our universe, then we can... Uh, it's, like, it's like if you were to go up um, along one side of a piece of paper and you get to the edge of the paper, mm -hmm. but you're, you, in your head all you're thinking is, I need to be moving further along this piece of paper. Eventually you would go over the lip of the edge of the paper and come out on the other side. So th that's like just, sorry, I'm going to mix a lot of analogies here, but that's how it sounds to me. No, exactly. And before you go on, think of the Futurama episode. Remember the episode where they, they have a time machine that could only go forward? What happens when they get to the end of time? The universe starts up again. Exactly the exact same things. The only difference... So then it they, reflects. It reflects. It basically does that. But it, um, it's a different universe, technically, because what they've done, that they've traveled to the end of the universe because their universe died and a new universe was reborn. And But remember what happens at the funny bit at the very end is that uh, to kind of kill the, the really existing persons there, the universe was a few inches higher than that universe. Remember how the time machine crushed the existing Fry, uh, the Doctor, and Bender because they, they time yeah. fall on them because their universe was slightly higher. And that's what I'm saying. It's basically a good way to kind of compare it. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so to expand on your idea, instead of thinking of the universe as a box then that you can reach the end of, if you think of it in terms of a sphere, then um, if you go in one direction inside of the sphere, sphere of the, the universe, and you reach the end of it. Um, I, I would think the, the most inclusive way of positing your conception of the multiverse is that when you reach the end of it, you do get to a different multiverse. But if now on that sphere you were to take a pinprick, that is your point of ingress into the next universe, and that pinprick, uh, let's say gateway goes to one other universe. But then if you were to move that pinprick to a slightly different location on the sphere of our universe, you would go to another universe, but it would be a completely different universe from the one you were traveling to from the previous pinprick. And if you think about it, there's an infinite amounts of pinpricks that you could have on the edge of our universe um, that would lead to different universes. Um, 
and but but that's what then lead to the problem of those other universes overlapping with each other, which I would argue would suggest that there would at least need to be wait three extra dimensions of space time um, because otherwise those ones would overlap in each other and that would be too much energy inside of it or something like that. Let's just I say disagree. weird, weird, weird things would happen. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying like no, 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 I, that, I'm that, you, but... that to me, that to me would suggest that you would need at least three extra dimensions. Um, but, but tell me what, how do, how do ex the extra dimensions fit into your conception of the multiverse? Briefly, because we still want to get to my ideas. Well. Oh, no. Uh, look, I don't want to expand too much because I definitely want to hear your idea. Um, I was agreeing with everything you were saying before, but I don't think the extra dimensions come into the factors, what I'm basically saying with mine. Um, reason being is that I do definitely think that, that there is extra dimensions. I'm not disagreeing about that. I definitely think there are higher dimensions, but I don't think yeah. they come into the factor of the multiverse. What I'm saying is that because the universe is ever expanding, so think of that sphere. You were yeah. everything was right there, but now that sphere is growing. So that surface area is growing. So that sphere is ever continuously growing. As that sphere continuously continuously grow, you gain more area to put to the pricks. Now I, I agree. And that's with you. easily that's easily explained by um, why. Or, or that would explain why there would, in fact, be more and more, more uh, universes being created inside of the universe as well. Mm. Because as that, let's call it a balloon now, no longer a sphere. As okay. that balloon expands, the, the volume and the surface area of the membrane itself of the balloon expands. Yes. And because of that, more universes are being created all the time based off of choices that people make and um different well, I don't even happening. think by choices i don't even think by choices because what well, basically what i'm saying is that our choices don't matter our choices don't make the multi-universe because oh, they're gonna okay. they're gonna be they're gonna be they're gonna be made irrespective of what we do they're just slightly different to what we do so unlike superposition where our actions have an uh, influence I'm saying that not, uh, that's us thinking ourselves as the center of the universe again. <laughs> Guys, we we're not we're not doing the whole thing of that I'm the hero of our life story. Yeah. Like when you put music in your ears, you think, hey, I'm that main character of the story. Nah, -uh. get out of your mind there, guys. The universe does not revolve around you. <laughs> not neither does the multiverses. <laughs> because okay. uh, I'm saying that the universes are being created as we speak, irrespective of our decisions. They're just, there's just coincidentally happening that I am in one universe a president and another universe a hobo. <laughs> just because it just happens. I have a question that has nothing to do with our topic, but only a little bit. Are you, are you a determinist? Like, do you believe in free will? Yeah, I believe in free will. The argument that you're making sounds very, like, it sounds like hard determinism to me. No, what? Well, look. The thing is, I believe in free will, but what I'm saying is that I don't believe that our actions are the cause for the universe's creation. Oh, okay. Now I'm following you. Because if we were to believe that our actions are the causes of the creation of said universes, then we have no free will, in my opinion. Because technically, 
we've done it already in another universe. It's just that in this particular universe, I've decided to do this. But in the other universe, I have done it already. So in both cases, I've done, I have no choice. I've done it already. I'm just in the universe where I am perceiving to have done said way. Where I don't agree with that. I agree with where our actions have no influence on the other universes. That they just exist because they exist. They have free will. They can do whatever they wish. Me taking a buying a hamburger does not necessarily mean that me buying a pizza is co is linked. We're just two entities living, doing our own thing. Okay, I understand what you're saying. I disagree, but that is like that is a fascinating <laughs> rationalization. Well, like a fascinating way of thinking about it. So everyone, what Mackie is arguing is that. Um, he thinks there would be no free will in a universe where our choices create mul- create universes in the multiverse because um, as a premise for any multiverse, it suggests that um, there are so many different ways in which a universe uh, inside of the multiverse can come about because of the choices that it's inevitable that you will make that choice. And because it's inevitable, Mackie suggests, or Mackie thinks that that would mean that there would be no free will. Slightly wrong in that explanation. So people of the internet, as Jotun has explained, all I'm saying is that when as scientists dislike the idea of multiverse is that if you have no, you, the reason why they state is that you have no free will is that you've done it. So you making the decision that should I do this or should I not do this, you've done it. You've done it in both situations where you've done it and not done it. So in both situations, it's happened. You're just in a version of where you perceived of doing the certain thing. So if I were to decide to buy a lot of tickets, I look at the numbers and I say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. But there's also those other numbers. I've done it already. But there's just the, that that universe, that decision has already been made for me. I didn't. I'm just in the one particular universe where I decided one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It's just one of those universes, and that's why I agree with the scientists. I dislike that because that means that anything I do is um, technically I've done it in all the other ways, anyways. So like the slit theory, even though the pot there's one particle. It goes through both slits at the same time, so it didn't. It doesn't go to one to the other side. So I don't get to make my decisions. I don't get to make my own influence. That, that is what that is what I was basically what I was saying as well. For your reasoning is that because of the infinite amount, it is inevitable that you would have that 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 outcome exists, and so you're you're say, my, and so you're saying that. If three, if free will is the thing that creates the other universes, then um, it's because of the fact that it's inevitable. Because you, and you, like somewhere, somewhere <laughs> out there, you will have made that choice. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Um, interesting. That's fascinating. Like I, I would literally come to the opposite conclusion if if our choices create the multiverse. Um, but so yeah, that's, that's fascinating. Like, I, can't, I mean, that's my only comment. 
But now let me tell you guys about what I think the multiverse is. Okay, right? guys, we are out of time. Okay, so don't forget this. Joking. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would be so peeved. Um, okay, so um, I agree with you that um, the way that we think about the multiverse is boxed in by the scientific theories, um, but in a different way. I don't agree that the other dimensions, I do believe that there are extra dimensions. I just don't believe that there are extra dimensions of space. That's what I think is wrong. I think that space is the, is the only way that we can think of the extra dimensions, but as an analogy, because we have three dimensions of space, which are the X, Y, and Z axis. But we're sub subject to the x-axis of time. And so for me, logically speaking, the way that we would go forward and backward in time is if I was a 2D piece of paper and two dimensions of space, you would need to be able to move along or you would need to be subject to the y-axis of time, which would mean that you are able to influence the x-axis of time freely. And then, so that's the first extra dimension, it's the y-axis of time. And then I would say that the second extra dimension would be the z-axis of time. And if you are subject to the z-axis of time, then you would be able to move on the y and uh, x-axis of time. Um, but then you wouldn't have any control of the z-axis. You, you, um, you would be subject to it. And I think that if you are able to control the three dimensions of time, then you would be able to shift. If you, if you think of our universe as a bubble, if you were able to have influence of over all three dimensions of time, then you would be able to shift to a different bubble inside this liquid that contains the multiverse. Um, but then the question arises, if you are able to manipulate the three dimensions of time, then there must be some new dimension that you are subject of. And I would, I would agree. Um, and so I don't know exactly what that new kind of dimension would be. Although there is something inside of the super string theory, which is an exception, which might be that. But um, logically speaking, using that same analogy, uh, you could say that there would be three dimensions of that other type of dimension, which would be its X, Y and Z. And then, um, just because of the rule of threes, which is more like a superstition or whatever, I think that um, that's enough. We don't need to have more dimensions than that per se. Um, we've got <laughs> the three of time, I mean space, we've got the three of time and we've got the three of the other type of dimension, um, which makes nine dimensions in total. Um, and then I would say that in order to manipulate those three, 
which is, you know, there are three dimensions inside of each, or there are three dimensions inside each of the types of dimensions. That's space, time, and whatever the other one is. And logically speaking, there must be something that, let's say the fluid that contains the bubbles, that would need to exist, even though whatever can manipulate space-time and that other type of dimension might be subject to that. I believe that that is the kind of being that God is. Like, that is our Christian God. He is able to manipulate space and time and that other type of dimension. And either way, that way that I conceive of the, the multiverse now requires 10 dimensions. What do you think of that? Oh, yeah. Before I, uh, before I ask you what you think of that, Mackie, one of the problems with some of the extra dimensions inside of the scientific theories is that um, they can't explain gravity. And gravity, even inside of brain theories of the multiverse, is the one thing that can penetrate through the, the, the four dimensions that we know. So maybe, and this is just an idea, maybe we have three dimensions of space, we have three dimensions of time, and three dimensions of gravity as well. And it just so happens that God is the only one that can manipulate all three of those types of dimensions and the multiverse as a whole. So what do you think of that? I will say that your way of thinking would get a scientist a heart attack. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because I, 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 we're both on the same page here that we both think that gravity is a factor to be included. Um, just to consider time, gravity, space can possibly be there. But time and gravity to have not one, but three dimensions would literally blow everyone's mind yet to come. Because I was trying to comprehend that, like, my brain was, like, working overtime and overdrive here, trying to comprehend the fact that if time has three dimensions, does that mean forward? Okay, so we viewed it in XY. No, we viewed it along the X line. But there's a Y and a Z axis. Oh, my gosh, that is going to blow everyone's mind. But I, I don't, I don't, I don't deny it. But, but that's, think about it now. That is the only way that you could, you could time travel. How do you okay, even think we're getting about into time travel now? But how, how do you get into three dimensions here? Because we view time as a straight line. And I agree yeah. with you. Time might, may, most likely does have extra dimensions to it. But if we now conclude that time has now Oh, X, uh, sorry, it's not, not just a an X-axis, but a Y and a Z-axis. What does Y comprehend? Like, I, I, I hear I, what I, you hear. We can't, we can't conceive of it, but that's but th why that's the, only, <laughs> the only analogy that we can use to try to conceive of it is the dimensions of space as we know it. And from the dimensions of space, if you had only an X-axis, that would literally be a, a dot on the piece of paper. And it doesn't matter where on the line 
of the x-axis that dot is. The dot is everything. You can't control jack shit as just being a being on the x-axis of time. I mean, space. But if you were a being that was on the y-axis, then that would mean that you can have free will on the x-axis of time because now that's just the playing field. Uh, this, this is just in terms of like 2D space now. And then if you are able to go both up and down, that's the X. No, no, go left and right and up and down. Then that means that you are a three dimensional being because now you are someone who is subject to the dimension of Z, but you can't, you can't control your Z. You're only flowing in one direction of Z, but um, you do have it. You do have free, you can freely move on X and Y. But now this is what we are. We are fourth dimensional beings where we can manipulate all three dimensions of space, but not time. And so a question I've asked myself in the past is, but then how can we move forward and backward in time? And then my logical way of thinking about it was that we would need to be able to, uh, we would need to be subject to the y-axis of time. And then we could go forward and backward of time because going forward and backward is the x-axis of time. But then using the three dimension of, of space as an analogy, um, you can just expand like that. And that's how you become higher dimensional beings. Or that's what they would be like in my mind no well intentionally i think you are picking up some real theoretical straws i wish i could smoke what you're smoking <laughs> no but i do think that there are some truth in what you're saying i'm just trying to maybe because i'm still such a, a pleb in the mind of the theory of everything but i do agree that extra dimensions is possible but I, I, all I'm saying is that, okay, so out of interest, if you're now you described the theory, what would a alternative universe be? So say now you got all these extra dimensions, would you, would you say that the universes are co coexisting like we are, it's just that they're different points in time, space and everything, or are they, oh, so, okay, one more thing, does my action influences other people's actions. So does my presence, mere presence, not, not at all. So we both in agreement to that front. We just have different ideas of that. You're saying that we already all co coexistent. Um, is your multiverse expanding or is it just, is it a set number? Because obviously now I'm trying to think here is that now that you included time in three dimensions, obviously I can only conceive time in a single dimension. <laughs> um, does that mean that you're... Jeez, oh, what does that mean? So many questions. I don't, I don't even know what to ask there because you have two extra dimensions where time can now do something. But at the same time, we have no idea what to do. No, I understand. Like, <laughs> that is 
that is the limit of how far my conceptualization of the multiverse goes because there are some very difficult questions that come after that some there's like all those that that whole thing is is like something i would have to force down my throat to say i whoa but i like it i love it it's such an interesting way to think of things so so let me throw you some questions now um based on my thing that i don't even want you to answer but i want i want it to Rhetorical be something question, that yeah. you <laughs> and other people think about uh, yeah, rhetorical questions. Um, no, not not rhetorical questions, but let's call it brain-busting questions. Okay, so having extra dimensions of time literally means that I'm saying there are extra dimensions of causality. So what would like horizontal causality or lateral causality look like? What does that even mean? And then also what would be like a different dimension of gravity. Would that mean that the things are being pushed away? Is dark matter just like reverse gravity? Um, and then what would the lateral like sideways or depth way of gravity be? I like how you're adding all these extra dimensions into something that doesn't have those dimensions. Like I understand that the possibility is there, but it's a possibility of, is, is, of me saying the same thing as saying, what if I grow a third arm in my body? Uh, it's 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 equivalent way of saying that's me from a scientific point of view of logical thinking, saying that if we now consider depth and gravity, we must also consider the level of sound from gravity, the level of heat produced from gravity, and it's dimensions that is so out there that it's definitely possible, but it's also at the same time. It's something that only the pure scientists and mathematicians can possibly even comprehend. The fact that the gravity can have a depth. Maths people, get on that. Get on that, maths people. <laughs> maths people need to get on that. Oh my gosh. This has been an interesting episode. So basically, my biggest gripe with, with the other types of multiversal theories is just that they assume that because we can't affect time now, we can't go backwards in time, they assume that the extra dimensions must be dimensions of space. Whereas I'm saying, no, 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 my friend. It's not extra time dimensions is also of a space. Exactly. We have extra dimensions of time. That, that's all I'm saying. And no, then I, agree. I just think like, well, we have no bloody clue what an extra dimension of time is. So the only analogy we can use is how we understand the dimensions of space to be. And that's how my theory comes about. Well, anyway, everybody, that was today's episode of Ramble Shamble. Um, whose theory of the multiverse do you think is correct? And... How do you think of the multiverse? Now, this is a very broad topic, so uh, it might not be helpful to tell us completely what your theory of the multiverse is. Um, but you know what? I, d I don't care. This is super fascinating. You guys, just like write me a whole paragraph in the topics. I mean, the comments. I don't. I will read it. I'm that type you of person. You won't read it. Don't um, lie. I I'm, I'm that type of person. Um, prove prove, prove me wrong, just, audience. 
write just, them in paragraphs just, and then tell them. <laughs> just, just, but have a heart though, guys. Like, be brief about what you think the multiverse is like. Um, and yeah, let us know who, who had the better concept, concept of the multiverse and what do you think? Um, you can tell us in the YouTube comments, but there are also some other ways in which you can show your love for the podcast. Mackie, where can they do that? This is the first time that we haven't put it at the beginning or midsection of the episode. What's going to happen? It's almost as good. It's, it's like something we have to do for like superstition or the episodes won't work like a previous episode, like just the last episode or to this one. But yes, guys, <laughs> there's other channels that we, we post to. We post to Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Rumble. Rumble's been a bit lacking lately, but we, we will post on Rumble eventually. YouTube, as Yotan has so graciously shared with us. Our main way to communicate to us is Discord, as you might have heard from our previous episodes. And how do you find our Discord? It's in the link in the descriptions. You also can type ramble, shamble on your fancy, uh, whatever browser you decide to, probably, hopefully not Chrome. But from there, you'll find it on Discord, and that will lead us straight to us, where you can chat to us, directly speak with us, play games with us, mention or be part of our podcast episodes. We love those kind of things. and. Like Jotun said, is if you send messages to us, we will greatly respond to them. We might not respond to them at the exact time. Because we're all people of different times. We sleep, we eat, we joy, we gym, we exercise. We do a number of different things. And that's what we want to do as a community, is that we want to grow this community. Being like you want to play a game with someone, you message the community. You like doing something like chatting about the theories of the multiverse and the concepts of how to break the second dimension of time. Baby steps, guys. Yeah, third dimension is something far away. We can we will walk <laughs> the second dimension until we get to that third dimension. <laughs> yeah, but it's something that helps us grow in our minds and basically becomes as a community. And again, guys, if you like this episode, there's the shorter ones where obviously this has been a bit of a longer episode than our normal kind of count. We try to keep it within an hour, but the shorter episodes are shrapnel episodes. And I'm sure Jotun will describe that. But before he gets there, if you guys did enjoy this. We post regularly on every Thursday and you can go listen to another podcast. Maybe there's a different topic that also interests you. One that ties very closely to this one is the first one where Jotun describes how he would leave behind his people and just go gain the benefits of his new home and universe and basically become like a slime and possess the existing Jotun. <laughs> but there's another one where we describe space and time. There's another one where we describe future and You'll see a lot of these things kind of tied together because topics are limitless. We can go back to this topic. I'm sure that we'll have another, funny enough, hour and a half where we'll just chat about what we think and how we discovered that there's not three dimensions of time, there's a fourth dimension that we have never discovered before. And we've discovered on this very podcast. But those things is why the, your comments are very handy and helpful to us. And that comes from our Ramble Shack. Yota? Yeah, so from the comments that you guys tell us about the questions that we ask or just general conversations, well, no, not general conversations, but the comments inside of Discord and from the YouTube that we find to be the most interesting or the most upvoted by you guys, um, depending on which we feel is better, then we will take that response to 
one of the questions that we ask at the end of this episode. And we will choose that as our favorite to talk about in the smaller bonus episode linked to this one, uh, part of a separate playlist called Ramble Shrapnel, because it's a bit or a piece of the main episode. But that's it, everybody. Thank you for joining us today as we just like rambled along about this topic of space, time and the multiverse. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.